cool. Chase, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Uh, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in the South Pasadena, Los Angeles, California. South Pasadena. Yeah. Uh, do you ever get up into the mountains in Altadena? Do some hiking up there? I don't hike. <laughs> um, <laughs> my exercise comes from the gym and the gym alone. Yeah. Yeah, we see that, man. We see that all the time online. I think it's fun. I used to go camping all the time when I was younger. So, like, I do love the outdoors, but nah, I don't, I don't have too much time to go on hikes these days. Got it. Cool. Well, Chase Pays, man. Um, tell us, tell us a bit about you and music. How long have you been playing music? Um, well, let's see. I've been, cause I was a drummer. So I, um, I grew up playing drums in the church. So, um, I've been a musician, I guess for my, my whole life, man. I was like two years old when I started playing drums and then, uh, it was in a few bands and then I went to Berkeley college of music. Now I'm at USC. So I'd say music for, you know, 20, 20 plus years. <laughs> and where'd you grow up again? Was it in LA? Yeah, I grew up in in, in the San Fernando Valley, cool. so like Hollywood area, Valley Village. So, what took you to Berkeley, all the way on the other side of the country, versus any school initially, like locally for you? Um, I mean, I wanted to do music. Also, I don't know, like <laughs> I wanted to get it. I wanted to go to USC right out of high school, yeah. um, but I guess I don't know. Maybe I didn't have the grades or whatever it was, so I didn't get in there. And Berkeley was like my number two because uh, my sister went there. Um, which was dope. And so she kind of like paved the way and was like, you know, doing really cool stuff. She got to go to Europe and, and she lived there, I think for like two years and I was like, damn, I want to do that. So like, that was a perfect number two. And, and yeah. I, I kind of got in, got in like right off the cuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to settle here. I got into a few other schools too, but I, I got into like in, in NYU, but I didn't want to go to NYU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Um, yeah. were you writing music in high school? Not at all. No, I didn't start writing I wrote one rap verse in high school. Okay. And I actually ended up performing that rap verse at the BET Awards in 2016 on like the Coca-Cola stage. It was really? I was um there I was part of this like BET youth program. And so we were like, uh, you know, they like would like show us all the cool stuff, like the Grand Museum and all that stuff. And then we got to see like the BET Awards on the last day. Um and on the last day, they were like, yo, we're gonna have this competition, like if you guys um you, like, whoever has like the best, you know, whatever, whoever has like the best, like a like, little competition of like showing their talent, right? Showcasing their talent. Right. And like, whoever gets like the most votes will perform on the Coke stage before mindless behavior goes on. And, and so, and I, I had, I had written like a rap verse maybe like a week before. It was the first verse I ever wrote. I still remember it too. Actually, it's been crazy. Um, and I was there with one of my buddies who now he's one of my buddies. Um, but at the time I like didn't know anyone. It was like, just like kind of interesting thing. We're all just kind of like, you know, getting together and like meeting people and and the, i knew these two kids produced and i was like yo can y'all like lay me like like do like a little beat on the table or whatever yeah. and i'm like rap all right cool so like i get up in front of everybody and i do like this little verse that i wrote and they were just like, <laughs> like i was there for drums bro i was not there for rapping yeah so they were like yo that's crazy so i got i got like voted like like the best i don't even think anyone went after me um i think i was like the only one who did it and they were just like him <laughs> that's and, so and, uh, cool yeah, I got to like perform on on the Coke stage before mindless behavior, and like, I think it was the next day I was performing. So that night I went home and like wrote. I like my brother was like rapping at the time, and I was like, "Yo, Cam, do you have any like beats you can get, like lend me?" And he's like, "Sure." So he gave me one, and like, I fit that verse to the song, and then wrote a little bit more. And the next day I performed it. So like, just like that was like the first time I'd ever done anything like that. I was like, "Yeah, this is cool." Did you and, record that track at all? Huh? Have you recorded that track at all? 
Never, never recorded it. Only did it for oh, the performance. Okay. I wrote it the night before and was just like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and then, um, then I went to college and I made my first song in college. It's called, actually came out, it's called Metal Bliss. That was like the first, no, is that the first one? Yeah, that was the first rap song I've ever made. It was the first song I've ever made. Did you collaborate with anyone on the beat or the music or did you do it all? Yeah, so that that beat is, um, my buddy Luca produced that one. So he produced Metal Bliss, Bedtime, and Number Nine. Got it. Yeah, okay. so the, like, the, that Metal Bliss was my first song I've ever made. But aren't you making beats now yourself? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, you know, what, what goes through your creative vision when you think about making oh, your own long, working long with somebody else's? What's up? I said that was a long story. <laughs> oh, no, that was awesome. I mean, that's the type of stuff that's super cool. Like, I didn't know that. Like, we, you and I have talked a bunch of times, and I didn't know that story. Um, so, I know that you make a lot of your own beats now. Like, do yeah. you exclusively make your own beats now, or you just... Yeah, no, not exclusively. No, no, no. Um, I, I mean, I just, I have a setup in my, in my, like, closet right here where I'm at right now. Yeah, actually. look at that, dude. Um, I have my speakers right here and, like, my, my keyboards down here. I'll see if you can see the keyboard. <laughs> um so yeah i mean i don't exclusively work with uh just myself or exclusively work with like one producer i just kind of like i just you know a lot but you know what's kind of funny though is like a lot of the people i do work with they went to school with me so like they're all friends of mine anyways so it's in just berkeley like we're just collaborating in LA? huh in berkeley or in la um they went to berkeley with me yeah um oh. most of them like are remote and then one of my main buddies who lives in la his name's um uh andrew andrew de ferrari he's like kind of like the guy he's a crazy producer and he goes to usc with me but um i mean I, I like i like working with other people um but it's like it's hard for me sometimes because um and i've never had a session like be i've never had a session like go bad because i just i like pick and choose who i work with i'm like all right i know this is gonna be cool um because i just i have such a like a, a vision for what exactly it is that I want to do because I also know music theory. So like right. essentially anything I think of, I can actually put it into, um, you know, a tangible form. So sure. when it comes to me working with people, it's never like, Oh, like, well, what do you want to do? Or what is it? It's like, I already know what I want to do. And so that kind of, um, that, that kind of like reluctancy I have to work with people is more so about like, whether they're like, they're willing to like, assist me in what i'm doing and it's not i, I know this kind of sounds kind of like bad but like that, man ass, assist me in what i'm doing as opposed to like trying to like get me to do what they want to do you know what i mean because usually yeah. i'm working with a producer and not another artist so um i'm less likely i'm less like lenient when it comes to like the like the product it's like all right cool like i want to do like a rap beat I want to, you know, I want like the, the kick here and there. Da, 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 da. Essentially, it's like I work with other producers for like the, their sounds because like, you know, you you make great sound. Like you're dope with like your sound design. Mm -hmm. And I want to like, int you know, in, in, you know, um, introduce that to like my my wave of rapping or singing or whatever it is. Um, but like I've never, ever I'm never I never like walk over people's ideas. Like I'm always like inclusive. It's yeah. just like. I, I, there there will be producers that will hit me up and they're like, yo, like you want to, you know, work on something and they'll send me like their beat style. And it's so far fetched from what I do that I know it wouldn't be, it wouldn't work working with them yeah. because I'd be asking them to do something that may not be comfortable for them or it's just like out of their prowess. So I don't really like work with certain people like that. Um, 
so that's kind of like the main thing. So I, I love working with people, but I'm just really selective because I just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's art course. at the end of the day. So like, I'm not trying to like judge anyone else's art. I just got to find the people who I know. I'm like, all right, I know I like their art. So yeah. how, whatever we do together, I know I'm going to like it, you know? Yeah. That um, makes total sense. Yeah. 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 You just want to be efficient, you know? Absolutely efficient. Um, also, I, I want to make sure that like, I can like, I'm, I'm not like budging on on like my artistic vision as well yeah you want to execute against your vision yeah like i'm all for the repartee and like the going back and forth but it's like there will be some producers where it's like no i don't want to do that like this is my style and it's like i didn't hit you up for your style you hit me up for my style you know what i'm saying and like that's where it's like i'll i'll do my style on your beat but like i won't do what you want me to do on your beat you get me yeah it's like that's not what you hit me up for yeah you hit me up because I, I do this, you know? So like there's, and but it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like argue. I don't want to argue with someone. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be like, no, nah. I just, it just, I'm just like, Hey man, like, it, it, I don't know if it's going to work. Like I, like our styles are pretty different, but like, let me know if you have something that sounds a little bit more like this. Like I'm super nice about it. Like yeah. all my DMs, like I, I, you'll never hear of anybody in the future being like, yo, I DM Chase one time. And he was so rude. <laughs> like, you'll, never, you'll never hear of that. I'm always yeah, like, hey, me. style doesn't really work out that much. Like, sorry, it didn't work out. You know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I totally. um, yeah I, I, I really love, especially love working with people who are like just crazy talented. Like oh, I love working with people who are better than me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, me like, too. I love that. And, and and this is like, this is kind of like my mo, and like I feel like this is gonna like take me, take me far in life. But I don't like, like if I'm gonna hire someone to do something, they have to be better than me at it. Of course, they have to. yeah, man. Like if I'm equally as good as you, like it's like why am I, why am I using you? <laughs> that's you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And it's like, uh, and and I think that that should be, and to a certain extent, the mentality of of anyone who who like wants something like if you're working hard towards something make sure you're you're the best at it or at least if like someone's hiring you you got to be better than them at it like i hired a dude to do graphic design and i didn't like it and i was like cool i'll do it so then i learned how to do graphic design so now i'm like cool any graphics i need i can do it yeah. i like hired to mix a song a long time ago yeah, i didn't like it man. cool man. now i know how to like mix my songs so it's like i'm i'm self-sufficient enough to where I can mix, I can do all my visuals, I can record myself, I can produce, where virtually I don't need anything from anyone else. I'll only outsource if it's like, hmm, I wanna I wanna take it to the next level. So I gotta find someone better than me. You don't I mean? you don't you when you mix, you do something with the tones that make the song <laughs> sit in a certain frequency? Someone was telling me this. Yeah. So essentially, so like how it was explained to me is like giving each sound its own like frequential real estate. So okay. like if your kick is like, you know, from like zero hertz to like, I don't know, like 200, 300 hertz, yeah. that's actually pretty cool now. So probably like zero to like maybe like a thousand, right? So sure. your kick like is like hits in there, but then you also have a sub. So you're going to mix out a lot of this low end of your kick so that your sub can sit here and there's no frequencies like combating with it. Mm. So it's that's kind of like the best way to put it is like giving each sound its own frequential realism. in its own frequencies, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's not too many frequencies overlapping, so everything sounds clear. Yeah. And then there's like panning and reverb and like all types of stuff that, but just like essentially with like frequency, I think it's called frequency matching or something. Like that's you can you can get away with a lot with just that. Yeah. And what do you and all that stuff? What do you say to like up and coming artists who feel like, oh. um 
I can't access the studio. I don't know how to record. I don't. Know oh, I love that. I love getting that question, man. Because yeah, like, what do you say to those people? Yeah, I I don't even like going to studios to be honest. Because yeah. I'm because I record myself and like I do everything myself. I'm like fast, yeah. and, and I'm like so like when I go to studios, I like will mess up and like I'm I'm like in my in my room. It's like I mess up a few buttons. I'm already back recording. Like I'm I'm kind of like impatient like that, you know. So um, I don't like going to studios because it's like I'm I'm working on someone else's time. Yeah, and I'm really efficient, and I know that not everybody works as fast as I do. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm not trying. I'm not going to sit there and be a, you know, a dick in the studio. I mean, I wouldn't be a dick anyways. Yeah. But it's just like, hey man, you you, you can like speed it up. Like I know people don't like that shit. So I'm just like, all right, cool. Like let me just let me just record at the crib, and then you know I'll send it to my buddy to mix. Or if I do record in the studio, um, it's like you know I'll, I'll be like, hey man, I do I I like I like recording pretty quickly. So like if I mess up, I'll just tell you like, yo, let's run it back, and like we'll just get it going quick. I'm all, I'm really communicative about that type of stuff. Yeah. But for artists who are like, oh, I can't pay to get in the studio, there's two ways of going about it. Honing on your honing in on your craft enough to where you're dope enough to where people will let you into studio sessions for free, or yeah. the easier way, just figuring out and learning how to do this shit by yourself. This like is YouTube, real alpha right here. Yeah. yeah, YouTube University is real. Like you can literally yeah. look up on YouTube. Yeah. You can get torrents of like softwares of sounds, whatever you want. You can do it all by yourself. It's just like it depends on what you want to put into it. How much you put in is what you get out of it. So people who were like don't know how to record themselves, they don't know how to produce to some certain extent, they don't know what a, like a vocal chain is or like what a reverb is. Like if you're gonna be in music, learn and and do enough, of, you know, with it so that you can create your own sound to a certain extent. Because if you if if you can't you know, understand any of these concepts, it's going to be hard for you to set yourself apart from other people because you're, you're not able to touch enough of your own process to make it uniquely you. It's mm -hmm. a lot of other people involved in it. Yeah. And so also what that does is now one of these people don't want to be part of the process anymore or whatever happens. Now something's going to shift. But with me, whoever I work with, I still sound like Chase Paves. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, so so I definitely would say, you know, take the time to learn how to do some of this stuff. It's not even expensive. A lot of it's free. Yeah. You, can, you need to get a keyboard. You can use your, your keyboard on your computer. Some of my That's buddies are crazy producers produce from just their keyboard, like on airplanes. Hey. They'll be like, yo bro, let me see. This beat. <laughs> Fuck, you made this on an airplane. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It really just comes down to your work ethic and how much you love it, how much you want to devote, you know, devote to it. Mm. It's all about that. So yeah. if you're like, if you, I'd say this, if you're someone who's already trying to cut corners and you're starting, it may not be for you. Yeah. So you're independent. You don't have a label. You don't have a manager. You have <laughs> friends that help you with certain things. But like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you do everything yourselves? Like, what do you say to um, artists who are like waiting to, for someone to reach out to them to help them execute their vision? You know, The easy answer is I don't do everything by myself. Uh, okay. I miss a lot of things. Like okay. if I'm not out at a party networking, no one's networking for me. Mm. Um, but this is something that's soon to change. I'm like in, in talks with managers because cool. I just, just like, it's overwhelming. Like, I can't even, I can't do this shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm, I'm like starting to get into acting. I'm like submitting reels and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm doing a fashion cool. film, but like this NBA brand, it's just the whole thing. So I'm like doing a lot now. I'm like, I need, I need someone to help me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, you need can't do this by yourself. And that's another thing, bro. Like that's a, that's a thing I would tell people who want to be independent. Independent doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it by yourself. Independent is independence from like a label. 
Yeah. That's essentially what it means. It sure. doesn't mean you're doing it by yourself. You still need a team. Like what a label does is they supply you with, you know, not necessarily your manager. You usually already have a manager, but they supply you with, you know, um, uh, whether it's like studio sessions or it's like an A&R or, um, you know, a marketing team. Like they supply you with everything that you'll need so that you don't have to worry about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but being independent, you still need all of these things, but you just have to go find it yourself. So like independent doesn't mean like, oh, well, I'm going to do it everything by myself. Like that's not what it means. And if you, and if you go into it thinking that you're, you're red, you're, you're going to get a rude awakening and it's going to be like, oh shit, wait, really? I actually can't do any of this by myself. <laughs> like you can, I'm, I'm, I, I would consider myself like a, like an artist who's like pretty far along and I've done it like mostly by myself, yeah. um, myself meeting without a label. I did have a team had help. Um, but it's like, then it, it comes down to getting on playlists and stuff. And like, we don't have, we know we don't know anybody to get on playlists or like even getting booked for shows. Like I'll either have to wait for people to reach out to me or, or like reach out to them from like a fake email account that says chase pays manager, like shit like that. Like you have to get creative and like figure out how to do things. Yeah. And, and it's fun. It's really fun. And it's a great time and you learn cool things and you meet people cool ways. And it's definitely dope to be independent, but just know exactly what that means. It doesn't mean by yourself. And it doesn't mean that things are going to be easier. It also doesn't mean that maintaining your masters means you're going to make more money because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're independent, but you're, you don't have a fan base, you're not making more money than if you were to sign. Yeah. So there's a, there's, there's like a whole miss. It's not, it's not even misinformation. It's just like, there's a whole side of like being independent and signing to a label. That's just like, people don't even pay attention to. Yeah. It's like in every. Think, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, in my conversation with artists, I mean, most artists are still like, they would love to have a label partner for the right deal, right? And it's just a matter of, I think, um, yeah, like no one, I think, is discounting like everything a record label can do for an artist because they really can't take them that way. You just have to understand what you're getting into and understand that the economics, you're going to get paid back on all the other revenue streams, you know, beyond the masters initially right because you're going to see much more in essentially live performance merchandising publishing all these other revenue streams that come from when you have um you know breakout success on a record company versus having you know one tenth of that success on your own you might have 100 percent of the pie from the masters but be giving up upside on other revenue streams exactly yeah yeah that's right. cool. so i'm like I'm I'm like independent now, but I'm like I mean I've I've always said this, um, and I I've main, maintained my independence because I've just been waiting for the right like deal. Yeah, uh, I wanted to I like like administrative deals are really cool. Um, like but it's like also I'm like I'm a realist, so it's like okay, an administrative deal. Let me look at like the people who've gotten shit like that, like Brock Hampton. Yeah, um, and those are deals where it's like you already have a fan base. I, I, to a certain extent, it's like you're you're competition on the market and the label is technically losing money without signing you so that's why they're going to sign sure. you that's what it means to really get like a you know administrative deal um yeah you see these distribution deals empire well, distro deals are cool like yeah. I, I would want just like a distro deal or like a marketing deal which is yeah. kind of like a distro deal yeah so yeah, like, like, there's more and more out there yeah Definitely if you can do as much as you can on your own you know yeah, exactly because yeah. my, my whole thing is like i can i get everything recorded I don't need to pay anybody I produce. I do I do everything. It's just like marketing dollars, like bringing it to market, getting it seen. That's like the only budget I need. Yeah. So 
that's kind of like I, I've taken this whole, you know, at least like last like two years to really hone into my craft and make myself self-sufficient enough to when I do come to a company, it's like their their risk factor in signing someone like me is so much lower because they're only they only need to do just a small portion. Yeah. And, and they'll still reap the same benefits as if they were to be paying the six hundred thousand dollars for me. It's just yeah. like now they only have to pay twenty five. But like yeah. the song still goes viral. The song, the song still does yeah. really well. Yeah. You know? So, so you've entered Web three. You've launched your first Genesis NFT collection. Yeah, yeah. So you you decided to l- release a song or a music NFT, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, curious to get your thoughts on like what do you think of Web three in this new NFT world? Like, what do you what are you excited about it, and what do you hope will come around from it that maybe doesn't exist just yet? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know exactly. That's that's hard to say. What would come around that doesn't exist yet? I feel like there's it, it, that could be a slew of things. Yeah, good, I guess so. good or bad, right? But um, I mean, releasing my my first NFT was really interesting. Um, the one the main thing I thought was interesting is that I didn't I didn't know exactly who the demographic was that you that you're selling to. I thought it was like you know I'm promoting it on my Instagram like, hey guys, just release my NFT, go buy it. But that's not how it works. It's like yeah. you're you're selling to people who are already on like OpenSea or already have like cryptocurrencies. Because yeah. essentially, what I what I was missing in my head was if I'm doing this on Instagram, what I'd have to be doing it's like it's a call to action that goes beyond just like clicking a button and buying something. They have to set up accounts. They'd have to do all these things to get yeah, to have have a private wallet. Yeah, all right, and so. The marketing of that, I think in the future, I know a little bit if I was to approach it with like the same Instagram way, I would know how to approach it better yeah. and in and, and like supplying intrinsic value to my NFT. But not only that, it's like the education of what it means to be on OpenSea or, or to, you know, have cryptocurrency like that was what was missing from, you know, me trying to promote the NFT there. So like I'm learning a lot about promotion and just uh-huh. like. A marketing from using the nft thing because i'm like oh that's a whole step that i missed oh like i wonder if i'm missing steps like that when i promote my music or or whatever this oh, is oh yeah, so, yeah yeah right so i'm like going back in and i'm like looking i'm like okay cool so what's the call to action is it too much to ask for or is it whatever whatever right education, or is there, or, or, or is there an education there with the call to action all that so that was that was a really unique thing that um being in the nft space and like uh, like like kind of like open open me up to um or open my eyes to right so but then also um like with like the like the metaverse and stuff um i'm still pretty new to exactly what that means um i i feel like it's a little bit marketing head, right yeah. yeah it's like it's 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 like in my head it's like advertising someone like being like a sim like a sim character or like i think, so, but is, I think it's to me when i think of the metaverse i think of decentralization meaning like no one controls the metaverse that'll win. I think that's, that's what I think at least um, you, you own what you own in the metaverse. Right. Right. And, and so it's, that's, that's like the backwards part of the, of like the metaverse thing or like web three is like you using the terminology of like, it's decentralized and stuff like people who are already in the NFT space who are already knowledgeable on that stuff. That's thing. Those are things that they care about. Yeah. But the average person doesn't even know. What care. It means. Yeah, they don't understand the value. Not even that they don't care. They don't even know what it means. They don't know. So what it means. Even if you yeah. tell them, they're like, the f- "What does that mean?" <laughs> so, yeah. like, figuring out how to market to them is like, "Hey, look, you can be your own Sims character." Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, I you can, like that's that kind of like own your own assets in your own private wallet versus a customer. Yeah, it's wallet. like you can have you can have your own world type thing, and like yeah, you can yeah, literally you can have your own world today. You can log in and create a world. Yeah, literally your own world. Like you know, like and then you can get your own NFC. Like so, there's like the marketing like strategy for that. I feel like would be, in my opinion, like a Sims or like Minecraft. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but then again, it's like okay that's getting people on it but the people who are already on it is like who you do have to cater to yeah like to get you know i guess either to get the intrinsic value up from where it is right now or to like immediately make a profit or turn a profit yeah and there's different types of people that are that are in this space already that are collecting nfts right you've got fans um that i think are probably the smaller percentage right now that buy it because they love it and they want to hold on to it because they love the artists they love the music yeah, got your short-term folks who maybe try to buy on the initial mint and just try to flip it very quickly for either a small or decent return, um, and they've got long-term holders that are buying and holding for six to twelve months. But their goal and objective is clearly to flip it at some point for for a profit or a margin. Right, and I think all of these people coming into the space together is what sort of them. Um, I think it all sort of contributes to the liquidity of the space in a weird way. That being said, I, you know, I like to buy and hold NFTs and I like to hope that the overall, we can encourage people, encourage the, the sentiment to be, hey, like I want to buy this NFT from this artist because I want to support them. I want to provide for them in some way. I want to get connected to them in some way, not for purely um, like financial money. buying yeah. with it, you know, and uh, utilities will help with that. Yeah, I think so too. And, and the projects I've seen start to come out more and more like the utility is getting more thought out. There's more to it, right? Instead of just getting an NFT of a song, which you can play on your digital wall or in your metaverse, which by itself I think is really cool. You're now seeing people who uh, are providing sort of deeper access to them as an artist, both in the metaverse um, as well as in the real world, right? Like access to exclusive meet and greets. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. To work with artists in the studio. Um, super special VIP experiences that you wouldn't get otherwise. I think that is really cool. And I think the types of experiences that are repeatable, meaning, hey, by owning this token, you get access to this regularly, meaning once a year, once every six months, once every four months. Yeah. Um, that type of um, commitment, I think, from the artist will will contribute to the, the value holding for tokens, um, which is exciting too. You know, it's like, especially for an artist like you, like if, you know, your next song is the one that takes off and becomes your first massive hit, right? Man, your tokens are immediately going to go up in value because people want to have access to you, you know? Right. Um, that's what's exciting to me. We see yeah, some- yeah, it's dope. And it's cool because like, you know, I've made like an NFT and I didn't completely sell out of it. I think I sold like three or four of nine, which is pretty good. That's um, awesome. And it's just, and like the rest of them are kind of just like there. And then, you know, I get a song yeah. and I go crazy and then post again about the nft yeah. like like you don't really lose anything no no but with like merchandise i don't know it's a little bit different um i feel like with with merchandise it, you could kind of take a l <laughs> yeah you could if you're paying for it up front I if you're mean, paying for it up front you kind of kind of take a little bit of an l um yeah. that's why know. with we the way we thought about it is you know artists shouldn't have to pay for any mincing fees up front to right. get into the space so there isn't that um inventory issue per se right right at least on the artist. You know. Yeah. 
yeah, you can give them the opportunities to do new things. I try to encourage artists, think about every single release you have, potentially doing something for that in in web three like you could release just a one-of-one one nft of that song of every song you release just to have a collectible out there um i think people go back and discover these and you always find people talking about onboarding more people are onboarding into web three every day every week um and they are looking for their first few nfts to buy right yeah um, i remember the first time i discovered music nfts uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, man, like you end up just wanting to buy a bunch just to experience it, just to feel, OK, what is it like to own an NFT of a song? Is it similar to owning an NFT of a, a, or a vinyl record of a song? Right. Yeah. That same feeling you have where you own something that's scarce and that's rare and that's one of only a few out there. Right. Um, that's what excites me. And it really intrigues me about NFTs for music. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a huge application for for artists for NFT collections that may not necessarily have music on chain on on the NFT itself, um, but potentially owning the token gives you access to music in some other way or access to exclusives from the artist in some way. Right. I think it's a, it's definitely like um, a, a really cool way to like specifically one on one with a fan or like whoever yeah, that's a true and a hater, right? Uh, it's, it's a really cool way to like get this like really unique relationship because it's like you know it's like a i mean i would even say that you know most of people who would buy nfts um from an artist at least what i'd hope for are like you're kind of like super fans yeah um, with yeah, my probably. nfts and like what i want to do with them in the future with like utilities like i don't really i mean it could be someone you know who's like oh i know the utilities are going to be whatever whatever so like i'm going to buy this nft and then be able to like sell it for more and that's cool but like I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's just like, you know, people buy it because they like, they actually want to like, you know, experience the utilities and, and, and whatever that is. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for it either way. I can't control it once it's on the market, whatever someone does with it is what they do with it. But I think that, um, you know, it becomes less, um, less about like the monetary aspect of it and more about the experience when you do like, you know, um, when you like add, an experience to it you know it's like all right well if i if i do get this like there are things that come with it so maybe i was just going to get it for you know being able to resell it but it's like okay but if i hold on to it i can actually like get the utilities and then maybe i can sell it or whatever it is but it's like once they experience it they're like this is actually kind of fire you know and then it's like wait no i'm the only person who can do this so this is kind of so i think that like after a while it'll start to be like wow this is actually like pretty dope and it won't just yeah. be like a hype culture kind of thing where it's like yeah i think resell, i resell yeah, someone said like, "Oh, NFTs took went too far too quick," you know. Kind and of, they kind of did. Come kind back of. down, and we need to consolidate more and build up because, you know, if you think of like, I mean, how many people who listen to Spotify? Tens and tens of millions of people. Yeah, hundreds of millions at this point, or over a hundred million. I think they have like a billion people. Like, how many of those people have bought an NFT or even know what an NFT is yet? Like, it's still so early. So, so when you think about this world trying to onboard streamers into not YouTube streamers, but you know people who are streaming music into mm -hmm. Web three, like we still have quite an education process, I think, to go to go down. Yeah, hundred percent. So you don't shy away from making content. I see you really active on Instagram, on TikTok, on all these platforms. I've and, been lately for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting is like there's a kind of a conversation happening in the music industry about. Um, pressures put on music artists to be more than just a songwriter and a performing artist. It's almost mm -hmm. like they have to be um, 
a social media personality on Instagram right. and on yeah, TikTok. And, and, and as you both know, each channel has their own sort of vibe of who you are and create. Yeah. And but, some artists get really frustrated and annoyed at it. You seem to embrace it and have a lot of fun with it. And I'm curious, like, what inspired <laughs> that and what, why do you just run with it like that? Yeah. I mean, it's like anonymity kind of really isn't a thing anymore. And I wanted to like kind of have like the anonymity approach, like your Frank Oceans and even like Kanye, but he kind of got on social media. So that's like, that's not, it's not a question now. Um, or even like Kendrick Lamar, right? So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But they grew up in a time where, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but this is kind of just kind of how it is, yeah. where it you, you get signed based off of your talent and not about what you yeah, look like. Mm-hmm. And if you also were like good looking, you know, that was a bonus for companies. You know what I'm saying? You could, you're, then you also were a sex symbol, but yeah. it was about talent. But nowadays it's about, you know, your social reach. If you have talent, that's the bonus. So it's kind of, it's kind of flipped a little bit. So now it's like, if someone like, for instance, me or any of my friends, if we have talent and we're going to a label, it's like, yeah, you're talented, but like how many people know you're talented? And it's like, in the it used to be, hey, label, that's your job to make sure people know I'm talented. But now it's like, you know, they, they're, they like, I, it's interesting because the labels have taken a step back from, you know, like the promotional aspect of things. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm independent is because essentially what I need from a label would be marketing dollars. And yeah. so there's no point in signing everything when I only need that specific category. But even so, they want me to have the reins on that category. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, exactly. it's like, I, okay, so what exactly? Do I get a marketing fee as well? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. It's like, they also want me to have run my own social media. They want me to have followers. Want me to do all this yeah, stuff. All this stuff. All right, yeah. so like, what exactly can you do for me mm-hmm. that I couldn't do for myself once I get that following? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and but I mean, there is there are things that labels can do because they can take yeah, you to the, like, the, into the stratosphere with the, whatever it is. Um, um, but yeah, like I think, damn, I, I like kind of like lost. What was it? What was the initial question? <laughs> I, like, uh, I, I, it's just I, like I, some artists are expressing frustrations with the need to be right, 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 right. everyone or to like buy into the TikTok algorithm in some way, you know? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Um, so, and some artists are frustrated with that and they want to kind of shut off, right? And just like not do anything. And in here, yeah. you know, like embrace it, having fun with it. Yeah. And as as an artist, I hundred I hundred percent get why people are like irritated with that because it's like I just want to create art. I don't want to have to like become someone I'm not because that's like that. It's like it's like a paradox because like art is like who I am now. In order to sell it, I have to be someone I'm not because that's more approachable on social media. You know what I'm saying? Or like I have to embody this like whole image on social media that's not me. And people, some people get get away with it, and they're lucky enough to be able to create this persona on social media, which is them. But the majority of the time, it's like someone had to do something that they they don't like, or they did something for a long time and it worked, and now they don't want to do that, but it worked for them, so they have to keep doing it, whatever it is. So with me, it's like I didn't like social media for so long. Um, that I kind of fell behind. And now that I'm like kind of getting back and I'm not cool, I'm just going to bite the bullet and do it. I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Yeah. So, so it's like, oh, dang. Like, I, like, I wish I did this like a while ago, but like it is what it is. I'm starting here. Yeah. But um, it's really just like, it's all it's all really attitude. It's all glass half full mentality because yeah. you're always going to have to do something you don't like. It's just like, what what do you want the results yeah. to be? That's yeah. like kind of what it, what it comes down to. But like for, for artists who, you know, 
don't like social media or like they they don't know how to like you know how to work on social media and they're trying to get started um the first thing i can really say is like try try not to copy other people too much and i even myself i i even will find myself like recreating videos or whatever it is but even if i do i'll try to make it i'll try to make something unique in each video to where it like it can it tailors to to, to myself and my demographic to where if people do stumble on it they will they'll be like oh, okay well this is i've seen videos like this before but this one's kind of different or it's like i've never seen this before whether it's a whole other idea or something and it's like everybody says oh find something unique but like here are some examples of how you can do that right so i have dreads so um i can i, I like made a video about me like like i had it was braided up so i made a video about how what it, what it looks like when i un, un, you know when i untangle my my dreads and as i'm doing it i'm like singing a song or like i'm playing my music in the background just like mundane shit like that um, it's like, it doesn't have to be anything super crazy. Like it, that's another thing about this whole, this new age we live in. It's like, it's not really even about like talent to a certain extent anymore. It's not even about like the, the quality of content. It's really just like the amount, the quantity yeah. of content. So yeah. like me doing a, a video where I'm just like braiding or unbraiding my hair and singing a song or having my song playing in the background that can go viral. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, yeah. So it's like, it's really just like try different things. It's like, mm -hmm. you, you it, and it's like, you know, if people don't understand where they can get ideas from, um, you then, then, you know, it could go like Google something like Google, you know, or not Google really, but like, you know, look at TikTok videos and see how like some of those people did it and then find like a, like a, like a, a way to like, you know, change it. Maybe it's like a different camera angle or something, or maybe it's like the, it's like upside down or I don't know, maybe you invert it or maybe you add like cool colors on the wall in the background or whatever it is maybe you do it outside like it's it's pretty easy now because you know there's not like this i i would even i would consider even like copy culture right like that's not even really a thing anymore like no one really gets on each other for like copying ideas because everybody does it it's like you know everybody damn near has a phone especially in the united states so if they have a tiktok account and they see another video what's the first thing they try to do recreate that video to also blow up so like this whole copy culture thing that like really was popping off in like the early like 2000 like 2010s it's not even a thing anymore so like for people to be afraid of like you know like using other people's ideas or or whatever or like the fear of like being judged it's like it's kind of yeah. like dude just like try something new but the yeah. only only reason i say don't copy or like don't copy too much is just because it disallows you to have that unique value and that unique factor in your video to where people land on it. And they're like, Oh, this is new. It's not necessarily that you're going to get made fun of, or it's bad to copy. Cause I personally think the best artists steal, you know what I mean? I <laughs> so like, yeah. um, I think it's, it's like, it's, it's cool to like, you know, you use other people's ideas, but one, uh, I do, I, I really believe in this, give credit. If you did completely just rip someone's idea, I'm all for that. Give people credit. Um, but also it's like, it's cool to like, you know, play pay homage or pay tribute to things, but make it your own. So it's like, it's not like you're just like ripping things, you know what I mean? And I think that's where it gets, it gets kind of lost in the sauce is like when people get on the social media, everybody's doing the same thing. And it's like, it's and like the cop, like the copy culture is, is less about being made fun of and more so it's just like, bro, like you're just, you're not even crediting me. It's yeah. like, it's this, it's the, like, it's like a new wave of copy culture of like, all right, well, mine went viral. So like I did it first or mine's better. It's like, dude, shit is random. And like yeah, people, exactly. people like get this, like this big head 
for, you know, doing things that are like mundane and random. Like, bro, I know girls who are like, have like millions of followers on social media and, and like they're, and like all they do is like, like not to like throw shade, but like, in my opinion, they're like not very good dancers. Like they like dance on, on TikTok and social media and like do like really cringy shit. But like, they're like, they think they're the shit because a bunch of people want to follow them for it. And I'm like, Hey man, like more power to you, like no shade, no hate. But at the same time, it's like, you do have to realize that you don't actually do anything. So (laughs) it's, and it's not like bring yourself down. It's just like, yeah, like humble yourself. Like you can be a nice person. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be a dick. You know, yeah. you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be mean. Like having people follow you because they they think you're hot or they want to like have sex with you. It's cool, but like, you know, it's like it it, it doesn't mean that much at the end of the day. Like you can still be a cool person. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this, bro. I'm so <laughs> far off topic. I have. I ADD. love it. I it's love just hearing like people. Crazy. I have ADD like no other. It's a vibe. I love it. That's why I make a you're bunch good, of albums and music. You're good. Um, but I, I do remember the, the, the question at hand was like how I, how I do social media and like, if I like it and the artists find that it, it is like kind of toxic or, or, or even, you know, yeah. it, it's like tiring sometimes and yeah. it is, but it's like in the, in the world we live in, you kind of need it. And, and that's kind of, it is what it is. And the reason why you need it is because labels have taken this step back to like, not really promote you on social media unless you already kind of have a following. So yeah. now it's like the labels have taken this approach where it's like, it's even easier for labels now of anything because everybody it's, it's kind of like, it's like the liberation of artists. It's like, there's an equal, equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Everybody wants to be free from labels and do everything they, themselves. The labels are watching the artists and, the, and labels like, okay, cool. You want to be by yourself? All right, cool. When you get to this level, now this is where you get signed, as yeah. opposed to just having dumb, like dumb, crazy talent down here. I know. So now it's harder for like independent artists or like people who want to get signed. You know what I'm saying? It's not just being talented. It's like being talented, having a following, having like all all these things that a label was supposed to like help you with back in the day. But also, I do think it's breeding like crazy ass talented artists because like yeah. people who are still able to get to that step or like pass these obstacles or do these things themselves, they're monsters now. Yeah. So to a certain extent, the lab- the artists that the labels do want to sign are walking in like, shut the fuck up. Like I could do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they're they breeding a new type of artist, yeah. bro. And I would even consider myself one of them. It's like, yeah, absolutely. I would, I never thought that I would be doing so many things like film, TV, like fashion, um, like music, like mixing, like promotion, marketing, um, like graphic design, I never thought I would be doing a lot of these things, but I have to do them now to even get to this step. But not only that, I'm like good at each. I'm I'm good at all of them. So now I'm like, oh, I'm crazy. So I'm a powerhouse, bro. Like when it comes to me getting a label deal, it's like I know I'm gonna take the smallest amount, but I I, I have that marketing you know budget. It's like it's creating artists to think in just a very different way, yeah. as opposed to like I have the talent sign me. That was like the artist back in the day and like labels were like, all right, man, we got them. Like we can do A, B, C, D, E. But now artists are like, all right, cool, sign me. But you can't do A, B, C, D, E. You can only do Z. And if you do Z, then I get one, two, and three. And it's like, on labels are like, what the, who taught you this shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? 
and and it's 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 a really it's a really like fun time i think we live in and like just seeing like how how you know marketing social media is really like it's creating these i'd say demons bro like people who are just like crazy with it it's mm. like dude you can do all those things yeah. what the heck so i and i don't i don't think that that was a thing before and like kanye he's almost 50 i don't know actually how old he is i think he's like what 48 something uh, like that. he's, he's, he's older 40. right and he's, he's doing all these things but if kanye grew up in like the age that like if he was like my age right now and he was like figuring out how to do all this shit bro he would have been he'd be a billionaire by the time he's 25 30 oh that's a good point yeah, like he's he's my example of like an artist who was like me who was like they were they're put in a time where they have to do they they're like they have to do everything but he was like at the you know he was in that you know time before social media where he had the talent to get signed and then as time kind of progressed he kind of broke out and started doing all these things and then it was like labels can't tell me what to do but if he started with that labels can't tell me what to do mentality crazy yeah. so like i i look at people like kanye i look at people like jay-z frank ocean pharrell williams tyler the creator they're like in my mind like innovators and they're like 100 oh, yeah. and and the craziest part is like what did they really innovate? Yeah, that's true. Nothing really. They were just themselves. They were yeah. just. Yeah. They were just. They were. They stuck to who they were. Yeah. And 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 they took from other artists who they appreciated, who they valued, and some of their influences, inspirations. But they still made it their own. They still added that that Kanye esque, that Frank Ocean esque, and it's to the point where you don't even know who some of their influences are. Yeah, it's true. It's like I can hear this in that song. I can hear this. I can hear this. It's like, yeah, you can fucking hear everything because it's that artist. You know what I mean? Like true. when you hear a Kanye song, you're like, oh, this is a Kanye song. Like yeah. I'll I'll be hearing beats come on, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if Kanye produced this. And I'll look it up. He produced it. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like he has that's sounds. He's like a sound to it. Pharrell has the four count. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Lil Wayne has like the little like the lighter sound before a song comes on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay, like. That's, man. It's huh? been awesome to speak with you. Um, where oh, can I'm people forever. Find, yeah, where can people <laughs> find you online? Um, I'm on Instagram, Chase underscore Paves, Twitter, Chase underscore Paves, TikTok. I think it's also Chase underscore Paves. Um, Spotify, Chase Paves, Apple Music, Chase Paves. I'm everywhere, baby. Sick. I'm everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> Chase, so good to speak with you. Mr. Woke out everywhere on DSPs. And his Genesis sure. NFT collection, Hidden 9, is available on Hit Piece. Hope everyone's well. Thanks, Chase, for joining us, man. Oh, of course, man. I did. See ya. Peace.